Washington County, nestled among the rolling hills of southern Indiana, was first formally organized in 1814, two years before the Indiana Territory became a state and is today home to about 27,000 Americans. From its first permanent settlements, to its involvement with the Underground Railroad, to the outbreak of a devastating epidemic, Washington County has a rich history, both representative of life in the American Midwest and unique to Washington County itself. This series of podcasts explores Washington County's history showcasing people, events, and places of particular interest. Stay tuned to learn more about this historic community. The first people known to have settled this area of the county are the Miami Indians, who controlled most of what is now Indiana until the Treaty of St. Mary's, made between the United States government and Native American chiefs at St. Mary's, Ohio in 1818, which ceded most of the Indiana Territory to the United States in exchange for an annuity of $15,000 in modern-day currency, agricultural implements, and 60 bushels of salt to be paid annually. Washington County was originally settled by the Miamis and its conglomerate of subsidiary tribes that migrated westward after eastern portions of the U.S. began to be settled by European settlers, but most of the county's land was purchased by the U.S. government in 1805 with the Treaty of Grossland. Early American settlers of the region reported that there were not any permanent Indian villages in the county by the time of the settlement but the land showed evidence of prior cultivation. Instead, early travelers interacted with Indians that lived in temporary villages, established among streams for a few months out of the year while hunting, fishing, and trapping seasons lasted. Settlers of European descent first started settling the region while the American Revolution raged on the eastern coast. In 1778, George Rogers Clark led a group of Virginian soldiers to capture the British fort at Vincennes. And he and the men were rewarded for their service to the United States by a grant of 150,000 acres of land northwest of the Ohio River. This area would later become what is now Clark County. By the way, this concept of granting land in return for military service was a tradition in the so-called New World, basically from its first European settlement when men fought against the Native Americans in the series of conflicts known as the Indian Wars. The promise of land not only enticed men to fight for government's cause, but it also promoted settlements in the frontier by people who were equipped to defend the settlements. This was a particularly popular form of payment during the American Revolution, as the American government had little money to pay its soldiers. So, states offered lands on the western frontier instead. This was a win-win form of payment for the government, because if the war was lost, there would be no obligation to fulfill the payment. But if the war was won, then there would be promise of settlement to fortify western borders. Clark's grant of land attracted settlers out to this area of the country, and by 1802, Frederick Royce is known to have lived among the Ox Indians in a settlement called Lick, about two miles east of what is now Salem, Indiana, the first known American settler of the county. Frederick Royce resided in Bedford County, Pennsylvania during the American Revolution and was enrolled in the American Army. 
we can track Frederick's movement westward from Pennsylvania to West Virginia, still simply part of Virginia, to Kentucky, and into Clark's granted territory in 1799, and finally into Washington County territory in 1802. In 1815, at the age of 60, Frederick sold his land in Lick and laid out the site of the present-day town of Fredericksburg. Frederick died in 1826, and his wife, Sarah DeWitt Royce, died the following year. It is believed that they were buried, along with other family members, in the no longer existent Royce Family Cemetery in Fredericksburg. You can find a historical marker dedicated to Frederick Royce and his family at Horner's Chapel Cemetery in Fredericksburg today. The time that Frederick and his family spent in Lick with the Ox Indians is fairly representative of the peaceful nature of interaction between Native Americans and early settlers in the region. In fact, until around 1811, there are few recorded incidents of conflict between the two groups. Around 1811, however, it was clear that another war between Great Britain and the United States was imminent. Many of the Indian tribes moved north to join their British allies, and tensions grew between tribes remaining in the area and their white neighbors. Most of the early conflicts arose when Native Americans stole horses from the settlers. Both tribes began dangerous around 1812, with the official outbreak of the War of 1812. The local environment became so hostile that settlers constructed about 15 forts and blockhouses around the county to flock together for protection at the threat of an Indian raid. Following are two examples of the conflicts between the groups. Daniel Salida lived in Monroe Township and was known to have killed and scalped several Indians at the Battle of Tippecanoe. During the winter of 1811-1812, the Indians encamped on White River discovered Daniel's involvement in the battle and resolved to get their revenge. In the spring, a few days before the tribe left the area, Salida was out searching for his roaming horses when he was shot, tomahawked, and scalped by a group of six to eight Indians. His mangled body was left on the site. The very same day, in Jefferson Township, Daniel's brother, Jacob Salida, was also attacked, killed, and scalped by a group of Indians enraged by his involvement in the Battle of Tippecanoe. The very next day, in Royce's Lick, outside of Salem, two children were kidnapped by the Delaware tribe as it migrated out of the area for the spring after committing multiple attacks of theft, robbery, and murder. The daughter of the ox, the chief, had married a white settler named McCullough, and they had a son together named Sammy. While the tribe remained in the area, Sammy was often visited by two white children named Jimmy and Johnny, and Ox's son, Towhead, a reportedly treacherous and savage man, resolved to take the children with the tribe. It was later discovered that while on the move, Jimmy and Johnny had been rolled into blankets and laid to sleep against a log near the campsite's fire, and Jimmy's blanket was enveloped in flames, severely burning the child. Jimmy's captors opted to tomahawk and scalp him rather than cope with treating him. Johnny survived and was later sold to a white man 
and adopted by the Minog family in Washington County. John Minog was later an influential figure in Salem, Indiana, and held many public offices, including Deputy United States Marshal under President Andrew Jackson, in charge of taking the census in 1830. We will learn more about John Minow, other early settlers, and Indian relations in future installments. <laughs>